This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. exciting program today and one that's probably more important than the headlines that you see make this appear. There has been an attempt by the FBI and it's been documented by their own papers that they have been trying to infiltrate the Catholic Church. And this infiltration is not just to spy on them. It is to produce activity in order to make criminals out of people that might not be. So it's important for us to tie in who these people are, and it's a program called PATCOM, and Glenn is going to get into that in a lot of detail, and he's going to get into the bombing in Oklahoma City because it is all the same people. The kidnappers that were supposedly going to kidnap Whitmer, the same people. So you're going to have to unfortunately listen to the sad, sad story of what happened in Oklahoma City. But you need to know that so you know it is who it is that tried to infiltrate the Catholic Church and in fact have already, just a few months after they made a memo that they were going to do that, they get, got a 15-year-old kid to do things that they tried to arrest him. They did arrest him on. He And Sarah's going to go through that. But we it's very important that you see who these people are. Good morning, guys. Welcome to December. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. December 1 it is. It is. We got the entire, I mean, it, well, Dwayne hasn't called in, but we got Glenn and Sarah and Charlotte. We're excited. We're going to talk about Pac-Man. Well, Pac-Man, it's called Pac-Con. This is what you, you, you I thought that was like Pac-Man too. So that's like whenever you have like Comic-Con, it's for people who go to some kind of convention center and dress up like patriots. Okay. Well, yeah. no, um, but that's a good guess. Um, no, I know what it is. It What's con? When you say con, what does that mean when you do the cartoon thing? What does that mean? That's what I just said. That's what I was doing. That's a con, a convention. Okay, yeah. a convention. Mm-hmm. And Pat is people you can't tell if they're male or female. Oh, so it's that very I don't know who it was, but it is funny that it happened. Elon probably did. It was Elon. Oh, by the way, we got we to have an Elon dedicated day. He has made the news a lot. Uh, oh, my God, has he? <laughs> I mean, it, it was a New York Times forum. Kamala, you might have seen Kamala, you know, uh, was defending Joe Biden somehow. She was attempting. Yeah, it didn't go well. Let's put it that way. A uh, lot of, <laughs> you know, like uh. when they ask a question. But uh, Elon <laughs> showed the giant cojones that he does have. And, uh, said he didn't want the uh, all the people who had left the platform for advertising. He didn't want them to come back. 
He said, F them. You know, Rush Limbaugh did it. But he said this over and over and over. And he said, and the guy goes, well, look, if everybody leaves the platform advertising, then then what's going to happen? And he said, well, uh, then the world will judge them. (laughs) What will the world think about that? And I'm paraphrasing because it was much more savage the way he said it. That is hilarious. I mean, he just went full all the way. I don't give a you-know-what about any of you. And he, he even called out Eisner. I, I think I think he's out in the I think he's out in the uh, audience. F him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. It was it was That's an hour savage. and fifteen minutes, and the New York Times guy was trying to go. But what if your platform won't that make it go under? He goes, Well, then the world will judge that, won't they? I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not anti-Semitic. And if you look at his comments, he was really talking about... Salt. Was it like an unhinged rant, no, or was it... it was, no, I am the ruler of this, and the heck with you. Basically, the way he is. Yeah, I'm interested in watching, like, him... That, is it, like, videoed, or is it just... Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm interested in watching the video. Get on action. Because, I mean, right. like, whenever you look at just the standard articles that pop up, they're all, like... Elon loses it when, like, just... He did not lose it. Mm, Lashes out. He did... I would call it lashing out, but not in the way you would think. Yeah. It was very, you know, Elon, well, you know, um, if they don't, um, you know, just those people who left and anybody who wants to leave who thinks that the platform is anti-Semitic, which it is not, Mm -hmm. uh, I will then uh, just say, fuck you, exactly what he said. And and then speaking of that, I'm going to tell you that that might turn straight square on you. Okay, sorry. Stop. (laughs) There's the problem. These mics are are so linear. Linear. That's a guess. A good description. Okay. We got a good tip from a a a listener that has a 15 minutes named after himself, and that's what was happening. I realized that you got these mics that we have. We got to speak straight into them. Okay, so I'll be cross-eyed when I get out of here, but that's all right. So what we're going to do is put ourselves in a bubble around our microphones. I guess so. I don't know. So. Anyway, I'm trying so, to a little bit here. PatCon. PatCon. It's, it's a thing. Well, it is, and it's a scary thing. Well, let's talk about its origins. Um, because this has been going on since the 50s. Mm-hmm. The first one was called COINTELPRO, set up by yours truly, our favorite uh, FBI agent, J. Edgar Hoover. Yes. Who? Um, Crossdresser. And, 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 Pat. and by some accounts, I have no evidence of this, uh, homosexual orgy partaker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that just casually happens with some leaders everyone. But this was yeah. to, was originally set up, and the premise was we need to watch these Ku Klux Klan guys and all these groups that are uh, undermining America. He's, this is talking about PatCon, not casual sexual orgies. With well, it's yeah. talking about COINTELPRO, yeah. the first one. Yes. <laughs> And this one was set up with that, but it went a little farther. 
because it was infiltrating these groups. So we have, well, this is going to sound familiar, FBI agents posing as white supremacists in the organizations. Then that morphed into, oh, well, we don't find anything, so we can't get into these organizations because they kind of don't exist. Let's make one and recruit. Mm -hmm. So they did that, and it was a Ku Klux Klan, uh, you know, KKK, a full-out group they formed, the FBI. Yay. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> you know, like we you say, five years ago, we said this is wild. The people are not proactively showing their hate, so we will... Uh, so we will incite them to will, show hate. We need to help them. We will yes. gather them. You don't understand you're supposed to hate. Mm -hmm. Yes. How dare you, you not have groups that are formed of... Each other and, and all of America. And anyway, they also, something near and dear to my heart, uh, decided to go after... Uh, gun rights groups mm -hmm. as well and make them part of the hate infrastructure that they were forming up. Uh, then they would incite people to do violent things. Uh, does that sound a little like a kidnapping that happened? Not to, that was so oh, or attempted kidnapping. Attempted kidnapping. Michigan. What was her name? Mish, um, Whitmer. Whitmer. Yes, Whitmer. Which didn't happen because the people that they were trying to get to do it uh, said, no, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> well, they've made Americans too fat and lazy, so they don't even want to, you know, carry out nefarious deeds what against the government heck? anymore. We're not, we're not expressing, yeah, like violence. We're not, we're not violent enough. Yeah. Anyway, we really do hate the Romans. MK Ultra yeah, is not right. working. <laughs> that MK oh Ultra is not working on us anymore. Literally all I could think about during this time was uh, Life of Brian. It just kept on popping up in my head what like uh just for audience who for some reason haven't seen that movie um <laughs> we have to bring up a movie reference immediately of course uh <laughs> why wouldn't we it's uh there's there's a group of um of i guess uh they're jews right subversive jews yes yeah, subversive jews they don't like the roman empire rule in jerusalem exactly and so you got these groups that come together and they just really talk about how much they hate the romans and why they hate the romans and then they're like we got to do something about this and yet they're like yes and then they immediately in their meeting but like they don't ever go through with any kind of action um but yeah it's it's really funny it, it, it is and that's what and this kind of this is kind of what's going on with a lot of these groups yeah the fbi form you know you've got one guy who goes along for the ride and then the rest are fbi informants yes. uh, the way they uh recruit these informants is a little interesting in that either they've done something wrong or they were set up to do something illegal or their families were so they say look you play with us this will go away and then you can you know live your life in fact you'll get remunerated for it and so these you know if they go in and say you know there's nothing really going on they're just a bunch of guys who like to get together and talk guns or they're just a bunch of guys who like to get together and complain about our government then they say, well, you need to up it. You need to, here's, here's some, you need to have them go bomb something. Here's some uh, strategy, dead cord and plastic explosive. I want you to show them how to use it. Mm -hmm. Literally, that happened. <clears throat> and this was uh, <laughs> the uh, COINTELPRO. 
that uh, our illustrious um, FBI set up under J. Edgar Hoover, who actually got his job because he developed a filing system that kept track of everybody's nefarious acts. Anyway, uh, which he was part of apparently in some regard by some people's uh, thoughts, mm -hmm. okay, or allegations, I guess I'd say. Anyway, they were worried uh, about groups that, you know, like Black Panthers, although they didn't do anything to them. Uh, it was mainly the KKK that they started with. And white supremacists. White supremacist groups, which were conservatives, the way I could tell. Mm -hmm. uh, now, so this is, they set up the blueprint. You basically, you find some operatives who go in and infiltrate the group. Once they infiltrate the group, you give that operative access to weapons or materials they wouldn't normally have in these groups and say, yeah, we can pull this off. Let's go do this. You know, they then uh, would take that information and allow something to happen. So they could then use that as, see, this is why you need the FBI. This is why we need to be bigger. This is why we need more money. Black budgets. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, and one of, one of the groups kind of hit me square in the eyes. American Pistol and Rifle Association was one of the groups they were infiltrating. Which all you had to do is go, hey, I want to be in the group. Let's talk guns. I like you must really rate the whole Romans. <sighs> I do already. Right, you're in. But that's not even that's not even about hating the Romans. It's just like, oh, guns are cool. I yeah. enjoy shooting them. Then Let's they say, you hate the Romans, right? You hate the Romans, right? Mm -hmm. Every time you say, well, I like the P-35. And they go, but what, we do hate the Romans, right? That guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he would just say it over and over. And then soon they're saying, yeah, I guess we hate the Romans. That's huh? a good point. You know what? They didn't like guns. The hell with it. <laughs> but yeah, they specifically targeted. Like, I, I do remember on that part that they specifically targeted Second Amendment, like pro Second Amendment groups. And it's like, so you have a problem with people forming groups because they enjoy a specific right that's granted by the Constitution. Yes, that's amazing. Okay, I have a comment. Remember when the Tea Party came out several years ago, and you know, I thought. Okay, we're all going to quit paying our taxes. We're just going to quit feeding the beast. Okay? Because if throw there's... The north, throw the taxes in the river. That's right. If there's going to be this groundswell, you know, this, this grassroots thing, then that would have happened. But it didn't because you can't let that happen. And so they didn't really infiltrate that. You know, that was more just, we hate the Romans. It wasn't any... Well... Maybe. Maybe. Well, uh, the other thing is, as someone who was kind of sympathetic to that movement when it first started. Oh, I was too. They were, and I was, you know, all over Twitter at that time. Uh, they were all saying, yeah, we're teabaggers. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. No. Yours truly. I don't know if I changed this, but I did. We're going back to the orgies. Yeah. One of the first things I said is. Guys, let's not call ourselves that. And they just make like, oh, and they go, why not? Why not? Or... And they go, 
Urban, I gave them a link to the Urban, Urban Dictionary, Dictionary and say, please look that up. And then they, it stopped. So I don't think I did it. Thank goodness for I wasn't the only one that probably said that. You're the only one knew it meant. On behalf that's of the Tea Party, thank you. you. Oh, well. Uh, I, don't, I think that that's a normal thing to know. I didn't know it. Glenn has told me 15 times. I think he's trying to recruit How me. How did you not group. know? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. All right. I like the Romans. No, sorry. <laughs> Interesting. I, I don't know. I, Do you I, like I, gladiator movies? Oh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I guess I'll, I didn't mean to sidetrack it that way. But if it were infiltrated and wanted to carry out that, we would not be ta- paying our taxes right now. If, if the, oh, sorry, I did it. Nope. The gong. Oh. oh, good. She strummed okay. the guitar string, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. All right, we so, got to get going. Anyway, sorry, There's yes. a lot to do. Yes, we're, yes, yes, go. We're, all ready. we're not going to get all of it, I don't think, today. You, anyway. better, you better hustle. Okay, so we have this blueprint. Well, come to, uh, let's see, what? PATCOM. PATCOM is short for... Um, what is it called? Patriots. Ah, dang it. Of course it's not there. Yeah, well, you know, I, I wrote it down multiple times yesterday. How and are we this? It's a lithonomia. James, anyway. do you know this? I don't. You don't know what the actual PATCON stands for? I looked Patriot, it up. Um, Patriot Conspiracy. Yeah, Patriot Conspiracy. Wait, why do we not know that? It's literally the name of the podcast. And we yeah, can't, Patriot okay, Conspiracy. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, some reason. Well, they didn't win all those Super Bowls. This isn't about Super Bowls, but anyway. Um, oh, I, I researched was, the wrong thing. It was made, <laughs> it was set up to look for white supremacist groups and Christian conservative groups. Okay. That was a stated mission to infiltrate them to see what they're up to. Okay. So they've conflated a Christian group. Christian Christian conservatives with racist groups. Okay. That's why they set it up. I can see the I can see the nexus. I'm nexus, kidding. Nexus. It's a joke. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there you get into this. So they start trying to infiltrate these groups. Uh, it turns out, you know, they have to turn somebody, right? And it, the best, most effective way is to find somebody in the group already and say, you're going to work for us. Um, so uh, they would find something on somebody in the group, you know, and they would then say either on their family or the person in the group, and then they would turn them. Now, if they couldn't do that, they would actually recruit somebody who was in that area, and they would recruit a criminal or somebody who had some little legal trouble and say, this could go away if you work for us. Wow. Mm-hmm. And this was their pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and Do they call it PatCon? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's that's PatCon. And they, they it was... It was discovered, I believe, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, oh, no, you know, that was just one little thing we did. It never worked, so we shut it down. Mm-hmm. Then they started looking into it, and they had PatCon 1, PatCon 2, PatCon 3. They had all these groups all over the country mm-hmm. that were labeled PatCon groups. So fast forward a little bit to PatCon started to try to infiltrate the Muslim American religions. After 9-11, I assume. Yes. 
Yes, after 9-11, which we're not, we can't open that can of worms right now about 9-11. But that was, was, see, see, from what it's saying with the Muslim surveillance, I mean, if you're not looking at, like, specifically what happened with the Patriot Act, which I, I remember the first time I heard about that, I got pissed off. And I was very, like, I was young. And um, the the fact that people, like, I guess whenever you have a tragedy like that, people come together and just be like, oh, yeah, it's okay that the government's fine. Freedom. Yeah. Okay, well, but, then I'm gonna since you brought that up, Sarah, let's mm-hmm. jump into. I think this is gonna be a part one. Yeah, it mm-hmm. might be a part one of seven. Mm-hmm. Um, then we jump into Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah, that that one's one that I feel like we needed to open up that can of worms. Yeah, well, that's where we were going. Okay. Uh, that's why I sent it to you. But yep. really, we can even go back as far as the assassination of JFK. Okay. When, we could. Wait, can we, we not? Wait, we no, can really no, go back let's, to Cain and Abel. Let's stay back on track. Okay, okay. so we're going to the Oklahoma City Yes. Okay. I'm just saying, it's been going on for a long time, you Since know. after World War II, at least. Right. And that's why we said the 1950s is what he said earlier. Yeah. And that's where you have to go so back Cain to the interrogation. Cain and Abel's too far back. Probably not. I don't know if that was a PatCon operation. <laughs> you know, think about it. Uh, you know, Cain and Abel, they were the only two guys saying laying around. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden they're not liking each other. One kills the other one. It was yeah. hard to blame it on a different person, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I guess, Maybe he got turned. I don't know. Right. Sarah was right. I, I guess it. what the deal is, the government went into full espionage mode uh, during and after World War II. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And Cold War. Yes, the Cold War and the concern with communism. Got it. Mm-hmm. Although they were basically not even looking at communism. Uh, they were trying to... You know, justify their existence, in my opinion. Well, let me let me just let me just make sure that we're making clear what we're talking about here. It isn't just spying on somebody. It is getting. In, it's like sending spies into the organization and creating. They're creating violence. Like, yeah, they're they're the ones that are instigating this kind of activity. If it wasn't, if it weren't for the FBI coming in, it would have been straight up really these groups, uh, crazy groups that we hate met, the Romans. And, and they would and have had, uh, you know, they would have been at the library in the free room and they wouldn't have had enough coffee to, to drink every, so, everybody. The, but the big difference is it's not just spying on them. It's getting in there and creating a crime. And giving them the means to yeah. create yeah. the crime. You know, in other words, well, you know, it's Reynolds, hard to get plastic explosives. Glenn Reynolds has said many, many times that the demand for racist is well past the supply. So they're supplying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's basically it. Then you have, um, we go to the Oklahoma City bombing. Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh. But let's talk about what happened after the Oklahoma City bombing. There was an ominous bill that was languishing in Congress. And this ominous bill was for surveillance of American citizens. And it was just dying. All of a sudden, Oklahoma City happened. It gets passed. Boom. Kind of like the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. In fact, the sponsor, a congressman, Joe Biden. No. <laughs> what year was this? I remember it happened. I, uh, I, I, I don't remember the years. You're getting, you of know, the, um, Oklahoma City bombing. I remember it happened. Ni- 93, was it? 
it was, it was, yeah, I think it was, it was around that time. Okay. And so this thing had been languishing, all of a sudden, boom, passed. Joe Biden even has been stated that this was the precursor that he helped establish for the Patriot Act. Wow. Okay. So that, when I heard that, uh, you know, I went, what? Okay. So then you've got the Oklahoma City bombing. We are led to believe that one, Timothy McVeigh drove a rider truck that he rented in Junction City, Kansas, which is near K-State, where I went to school, by the way. I'd been to Junction City many times, y'all. Um, so... Probably didn't get arrested. No, it's 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 a very nice little town, to be honest with you. Nothing happens bad there. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, he loads it with fertilizer and diesel fuel, drives it in front of the um, Murrow building in Oklahoma City, and it blows up the building, almost devastating, 180 lives die, and many were children. Okay, when you look at the reports of that time, when the news reporting was going on, now maybe this is fog of war, but there was a John Doe 1 and a John Doe 2. Really quickly, Timothy McVeigh was called John Doe 1 that rented the truck and drove it. John Doe 2, they had 27 eyewitnesses who saw him, and they described him in detail, and there's a composite sketch. If you want to go online, you can find it pretty easy. And then all of a sudden, no, it was just one guy that was made up, even though there was a manhunt for this guy at the time. And it was based on eyewitnesses who... And then they... It was definitely manhunt. I remember it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then in the testimony, when they get to the trial, they said, well, there were no witnesses. None? That's what they said. They They never brought any of those witnesses in to Timothy McVeigh's trial. Because they had to be stay alive for January 6th. Mm. Well, that's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, these witnesses all said vehement, no, there was two guys and maybe one more. All right, then, (laughs) and it gets a little deeper. Then you've got the experts start looking at the explosion. Now, what happened is that if you look at the pictures, it's just like half the building just collapsed. And guess which, there's a lot of people in that building. There was one group of people in that building that were not there that day. The FBI. No. Alcohol, firearms, and tobacco. Yeah. Nobody at the office that day. No, they were all gone. They were overheard saying. Vacation. They were overheard saying, "Is this why we got the?" um, It wasn't a text. It was a their beeper. Is this why we got the beeper saying not to come into work today? Two agents were overheard saying that when they were there. They were on scene, and everybody's asking, "What happened? What happened? What happened?" And they said, uh, we're not sure. They were very vague, but they were overheard saying that by a eyewitness. So now that could be fog of war, but it is interesting that the daycare came to work, but not ATF that day. Could have been a coincidence. I don't know. But the other thing is when the experts of the explosion experts were looking into this, one of them noticed why is the are these columns so cleanly cut that caused the collapse? 
and you know the building has columns carried up and everything well guess which column was the one that really caused the damage that caused the collapse it was the one farthest away from the rider truck that blew up farthest away the one next to the rider truck was undamaged as far as it was still working and still holding the building up there there were three critical um, pillars that came down and those three critical pillars were very were on the other side of the building away from the truck now they said well it was the the blast caused all this what i didn't know or forgot was that there were news reports when they came down that said yes now they're the atf is uh, the bomb squad is in there and they found two other bombs that are even believe it or not ladies and gentlemen they're even bigger than the one that went off okay and they disarmed one one didn't fail to go off i didn't know that mm -mm. no i didn't either no i didn't either no. so that was kind of oh well you know that doesn't matter that's kind of what was is just it's such like the obfuscation that we have right now you know well joe biden you know, these records no, don't worry about them do you think dwayne's trying to infiltrate the james perspective he could be Okay, but, but he's yeah, but he's very we all need to keep our eyes awesome. You know, this conspiracy fighter, he's having come on. I know it's weird. Yeah, we might want to look under the table here too. And see <laughs> if there's anything beeping? Maybe that's what's wrong with our mics. Anyway, <laughs> they're trying to adjust it in Washington D.C. Yeah, they go. If he would just stop turning up the game, we could blow this crap up. Damn it. Anyway, <laughs> so now now gets weirder though <clears throat> there was a news report at the time uh, from one of the channels that showed they had found out there was a video surveillance camera that recorded McVeigh getting out of the truck and someone else getting out after him John Doe 2 allegedly and that McVeigh got out first and John Doe 2 sat in the truck for a while and may have been the one that set off the explosion, not Timothy McVeigh. I'm listening. Okay, so you've got that, and they tried to get the uh, FBI to give them the, and in fact, to this day, they're still trying to get this video. FBI has then now recently said, well, you know, we looked for that, and you know, it's missing. We don't know what happened, oopsie. <laughs> you know, uh, interesting but they took them 10 or 15 years to say that um so, you something you want yeah to just just about the eyewitness thing too like specifically so um it's interesting i i went down a rabbit hole with columbine shootings this week uh like watched a seven hour video i didn't know they had seven hour video and all of that but they do um and it's interesting because uh, it was an iceberg video, so they just basically go through like all the different um, components, I guess, of uh, what was known from like the most obvious to like some of the more uh, the weirder stuff. And part of that was eyewitnesses thinking there was a third shooter, and um, some say that it was due to like the costume change. So I think that Eric came in with a uh, uh, um 
what is it called trench coat at first um and then he took it off later so it's like it looked like a different person some people yeah. didn't know them and stuff like that but what was interesting is that these eyewitnesses witnessed it in the in the middle of it i mean it was in the middle of it or like shortly after where everybody was freaked out it wasn't like a before situation it's not like gotcha. yeah and what's interesting about the mcveigh situation is that you have people who have no idea what's about to happen they the, it's before the bombing who are saying yeah there was another person in his car like you had you would have no fog of war issue in those in those like what they're those not issues. stressed exactly and so they they were they were confidently saying that and it was many witnesses okay. yeah so so this is more a a more reliable witness scene mm-hmm. than it would be if you were blown up and trying to say where is everybody yes. everybody's running all over the place yeah. taking off yeah. so okay. who, who is the second person I think that's what we're all dying to know and there is even reports from some of those witnesses that there were some others mm. now we're sure it's not an octopus <laughs> could be an octopus I don't know uh, or now you never know uh, but on St. James' perspective it's an octopus okay but so you've got this, right? So here, this is all kind of, you know, you could say it's fog of war, but boy, there's a lot of the same fog. Um, and it seems consistent. And it was just dropped for no explanation. What Did he get the death penalty? Yes. Now we'll get into that too. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, while he was, uh, so we get into this, we have this, the things I did not know, I did not know that there were three bombs. I didn't uh, know that, I didn't know about the, the, the clean shape, the clean cut column. Right, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about a third witness, I mean a third person, I, I knew there were supposed to be two. There's pretty consistent on two, but there was also a report after the fact of a lady who would come into the garage three days before the bombing and she was a worker there and she walked in and she saw who she identified later as Timothy McVeigh and two other people. One seemed to be in charge and this person in charge, they had what she thought was putty and wire telephone wires. They were on columns, and one guy was directing, no, put it here, put it there. I'm going to start asking immediately, what's, let's get the relevance immediately. Yeah, yeah, okay, so who is this person? That's kind of what we're looking at now. I want to know the two things. Who's the person, and why And why is it relevant that there was wires mm-hmm. and putty? Because there's a how would you cut these three columns that caused the damage? You wire it up before. I got you. With got plastic you. explosives. I got you. So you've got these reports that, in fact, although the FBI interviewed this lady, they've never brought anything to it. Now, maybe they thought there wasn't anything to it. I don't Did know. Did she work there? Yes. yes. And she lived it? She survived the bomb? She was one of the survivors, yes. Can she hear now? You know, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know about the damage she suffered or if, you know, some people got out, you know. Was she married or was was she single? How, when was her birthday? No, I mean, I'm trying to, I would question whether she was in there, if she could hear now. 
Well, um, she saw this before the bombing. Okay. The three days before, James. <laughs> three days before. Yeah, this wasn't, that's what, he, that's what he's saying. It, was, it, was, it wasn't like immediately after where you think these yeah. things. Yeah, anyway. So. You got to let me know in a flashback. He did. Okay. Well, I thought I did. But he anyway. did. Uh, so you've got that going on. Now, you also. Wait a second. She saw somebody putting in wires and putty and didn't turn in. No, because she thought they were just filling holes. You might not have known what it was at first and or something. And maybe you just, they they immediately, the, the guy who was directing it looked at her and walked away. And they all kind of split. That'd be even worse. I would think that, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm doubting this lady, but go ahead. Yeah, and you also got to remember, this is Oklahoma City, back in the day, no bombings, none of this kind of thing had really happened. So why would I you put know, that together? With, with that too, I mean, I'm kind of thinking about like what happened in, in Rustin recently where you get on Rustin rants and people were talking about what happened and it's like everybody had like, oh, 18,000 people were stabbed and 25,000 were killed. Like the numbers didn't make sense. The, the situation didn't make sense. They were just adding a bunch of crap in there. So I, do, I can't understand like that being an issue. What I think is more compelling is that there are multiple instances where before all of this happened, and people see two people at least. Okay. Yeah. That, the two people, the John Doe two is very consistent. They, and they were looking for him. And, and let me say one thing. This has, has brought his back. Some memories brought back. Charlotte was the first one I heard say it was a fed op. She did know about the ATF agents not being there. And mm-hmm. she she was watching. She said, she said I, think it was a, I think the feds did this. Dad, of course, Dad was the ultimate conspiracy theorist. And he was the one that put, we'll that. put me that. Yeah. yeah. So Charlotte was questioning it early in this thing but they were all I remember they were running up to Nebraska looking for this John Doe 2 they were all over the place we thought he was out there yeah and in fact you know I was in Manhattan Kansas which is near Fort Riley where Timothy McVeigh was from you know they have some video surveillance from the store where they bought the fertilizer and two guys okay here's some weird stuff I may know the guy he bought the fertilizer from <laughs> I know he owns he owns, he owns the grain elevator where they bought the, the and there was a they right yeah there's two guys he yeah said. yeah that's now right. this is yeah I'm not going to know who it is because he was yeah no there's he doesn't want you know the, oh, and they did interview him on television by the way he said well i don't think we don't know if he bought it here or not you know so just just to let you know that my family hails from oklahoma from my mom and dad's side and and my sister was working in oklahoma city at the time so this was a big deal to us we were following it very very closely well uh, sonic was headquartered in oklahoma city so it was a big deal to me too Gotcha. Uh, not only that for that reason, but also because, and this was before I started working with Sonic, but Lori's family was in Sonic gotcha. at that time. And so this was a big, big deal. And uh, they also, it was in, you know, well, how did Tom come into this thing? All right. Present open. Yes. All right. Now we got, and the reason Patcom, this, the, this, supposition i guess you call it it sure looks like a patcon app op and timothy mcveigh in not only before he went in prison there in 1993 before the bombing in 93 no, he it was wrote, 95 it's 95 95 yeah. all right mm, all right yeah. 93 okay is 1993 timothy mcveigh 
Okay. Yes. Uh, Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> and I'm bringing people down rabbit holes. Anyway, Timothy McVeigh wrote a letter to his sister. Timothy McVeigh was a gung-ho um, army fella, okay? He wanted to be a ranger. He was accepted into the program, as a matter of fact. He went to the Gulf War. He was part of the detachment, the Big Red One, who went to the Gulf War. He was there in the desert for many months, and he was part of the unit that was assigned to guard Schwarzkopf. Okay. So he, he, I don't know if he saw combat, but he definitely went over and served. When he got back, he had been training for the Green Berets before, doing hundreds of push-ups a day, uh, putting 90-pound packs on and running five miles. He was really training for it because he wanted to be a, a ranger, army ranger. Uh, he got back from the, the Gulf conflict, and he was accepted into the ranger school and he was excited about that then apparently he washed out in other words his body was so degraded from being in the desert for six or seven months that he couldn't do the physical work the first day and he gave his voluntary resignation i ring the bell he rang the bell basically uh i think in ranger school it's different you have to write a letter so he wrote that now, he then tells a sister in a letter that here's what really happened. Uh, we were in ranger school, and they took, they said, with just Social Security numbers, they read out Social Security numbers of 10 people and said, you need to report over here. They, he says told him, since one of the social security numbers was his, they said, look, we're, we've identified you through testing that you are the kind of thinkers we need superior to the others. And we need you for a special program. This program is you're going to be an assassin for the CIA. So in this program, what we're going to do is you're going to wash out of school you're still going to be in the military, and they call it sheep dipping. And what they do when they sheep dip is they go through all the processes, but they're really still working for the... You said teabagging? Sheep dipping. Sheep dipping. And so, <laughs> you're obsessed with teabagging. Anyway. But sheep dipping doesn't sound much better. Well, I know, but it, that's what they call it. I didn't make up the name. It's these spooks that do it. Anyway. So he was, said he was sheep dipped and that he was really still in the military. Now, that sounds pretty far-fetched, doesn't it? Until there was a, a documentarian that was at the, uh, I think it was in Wyoming or North Dakota, one of the base up there that teaches uh, demolition. That's what they do. They teach okay. military demolition. He was uh, given, you know, he was doing a documentary and, you know, they let him go around. He had his video camera and he has a video where he met a young corpsman that was inside one of the uh, tanks or carriers. And it, if you look at it, it's a brief glimpse, but it looks like Timothy McVeigh. And he said, what are you doing in here? You know, of course, I would be a little disoriented if someone just pointed a camera at me, even though I knew he was out there. And he 
he said, I'm just a clerk. I'm just out here. You just moving stuff? He goes, yeah, I'm just a file clerk kind of guy. Okay. Someone went back, an expert in audio went back and found this, you know, analyzed this and said he would in court say, this is Timmy McVeigh. I have an 80% confidence. And he would testify in court it was Timothy McVeigh. The thing, the problem with it is it was two years after he supposedly left the military. Okay. All right. So that kind of bolsters his claim. So he said that there was a major that he kept. He told this to two inmates who did fill out one filled out affidavit. Uh, they were on death row, so I don't know uh, how how reliable or credible that could be. But they did fill it out saying that he said, "Yeah, uh, I'm in the, the military, and you know I was doing this, and you know he was on death row to go. He was going to be." killed um but he then told them but i'm not worried because they've already told me that they're going to have a um, drug that's going to be administered because they've already got infiltrated the team that's supposed to kill me and that i'm going to seem as though i'm dead when i'm not and then they're going to wake me up later and i'm going to be rewarded for all my service to my country which the government has programmed us to think that's crazy. Like that's a crazy person thinking crazy things. But if you're working with the government and they tell you that thing, then it's like, Oh, I'm good. And you could go either way. They let them die or, uh, they did do that. I don't know which, but I would say he might've believed that. I feel like he's probably dead, but there is some speculation. Maybe he's not dead. I mean, especially if he's talking to inmates like that, I and this is they, would have, they would have said, it. you know, it's not worth that drug you let's use the drug on somebody else yeah. like epstein or, yeah epstein yeah that's who they did it with hillary mm. yeah okay so you've got you've got all this intrigue but just going back into through this and i has anybody been to the the memorial no i have that makes you special mm-hmm. yes i'm it's very special, special. you mm-hmm. damn right i am i took pictures there um the we we had a convention it wasn't it was right after the memorial was you know actually you know they opened it to the public and that type of thing it's probably a year after that we were at a convention in oklahoma city and my sister-in-law said who worked with us said look let's go to the memorial before we leave and i'm like god i don't want to do that and but boy am i glad she drug us there uh because it was surreal um i remember the picture i did take was of one of these small chairs for the children Mm, all All right i'm gonna tie it all in think about all the um we would not have believed this five years ago this would have been a wild conspiracy right but we know about we know about the FBI and the things they've done with Russia, the things they did with Hunter Biden's laptop. Boy, it sounds like this. Did Pat Khan ever get shut down? I don't think so. I think it's there because if you look at the first one, they called it something else, you know, and, and you know, I'm leaving out quite a little bit um, because it has such a weird name. I always forget what Hoover set up. Uh, Talking to the mic. Cointel Pro. All right, so so let me let me 
I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lost. All right. I, first of all, it was interesting stuff. I'm not, it was not a, even if we had just said this is what they did at the, the bombing, it was interesting. It, are you saying that, that McVeigh was a infiltrator or do you think that he was infiltrated and can I get into this okay so what he what he's saying is it's similar to um the situation where you have the government finding somebody who's vulnerable and is wanting like I think that it's going to be them basically programming McVeigh to act out. I got you. Yeah, so they, it was more of an mm-hmm. – they were going yeah. after individuals. All right, and they needed to bomb the plant – I mean the building so they could get that omnibus bill passed. Well, that – and guess where all the whitewater evidence was housed? That building. Oh. <laughs> For Mr. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. It happened what year? 1995. April 19, 1995. So 88, 92. Yeah, Clinton was in. But you know what? Let's see, that was the thing about 9-11. There were supposedly some documents house there was supposed to come out some kind of thing about banks yeah it could have been but uh this one has a little more prudence because there were fbi agents seen after the bombing taking files out and packing them up they weren't trying to help anybody they were just taking files uh because apparently not all the bombs went off so they were dispatched to get these records. <laughs> so, I mean, it makes sense. Like in that situation, okay, let's say you're trying to do a cover-up, get rid of these files. You can't just take them out of the building casually when no disaster is striking because people are going to be like, what are you doing with those files? But afterwards, it's like, oh, there was a disaster. This building is inoperable now. Like we need to get these out of here. Hey, and you guys. And you look <laughs> like you're doing something that you're not. You look mm-hmm. like you're trying to help when you're not trying to help and in fact it's someone said i questioned these agents and said hey what are you doing and they said oh nothing and then just kept working they also had many agents where there was a lot of papers just strewn everywhere apparently picked them up and i feel like this is the thing too is that um this is like it's these kind of instances like what's happening with the uh, alleged almost kidnapping case and um and some of the PatCon stuff and like there was one instance where they were saying that a guy had taken some night vision goggles i can't remember when that one specifically happened but that story was wild um but it also makes it i guess like they don't want to know that once you know that counterintelligence was involved in that, but now they can say, well, we have these extremists and this is a real threat to America. We're, they're killing civilians exactly. and it gives you that ability to get more involved. Like again, nine 11 kind of situation. Um, the, the night vision goggles ones was, was insane to me. Uh, it was a similar situation where the, like literally like a, a, a government agent, like federal agent, um, again, joined these like little groups with, uh, white supremacists or whatever. And 
it's funny because this is one of those instances where um, they didn't even catch anybody. It was actually the army that caught it. So the, the counterintelligence didn't even do anything. Like they're they're doing these ops without like stopping anything, without actually uh, finding people who are trying to be dangerous by themselves. But they were trying to convince these people to do something similar, like uh, go steal weapons or um, or start this violence and stuff. And it's the the federal government like federal agents that are encouraging it and so this guy actually does go out um and steals like 20 something or some pairs of night vision goggles and again um it was from the army and the army again was the one that was just like yeah uh we we've got this we've figured it out um they arrested him he was sentenced to two years in jail and it's like what was the whole purpose of that counterintelligence stuff like all they did was riled him up to steal stuff from the government and it wasn't even counterintelligence it was like here we got him I'm listening it's just initiating it I see it's interesting I thought you knew more about it this because you're the ones that picked the chop topic well I did I read all those articles well I did I'm interested in what you're he went in deeper he went in deeper on the Oklahoma City Mm bodies yeah see right. well here was my interest in it I'm going to tell you what my interest in it is is that first of all I, I know somebody else who was in a group that it was clearly to me the feds were trying to get into and I talked him out of it and said you need to leave now you might get arrested when you leave mm-hmm. get out of there yeah. and now it's been like 10 years so I'm thinking he's probably safe now but I know it goes on I have no doubt that every time I get on the internet that the, that the FBI or somebody could be especially as, as, as libertarian as I am and I outspoken as I am about the election they pick up on that stuff so I'm not I, I don't have any doubt about that I uh, I also don't have any doubt that they'll kill that they will kill in mass if they want to. What what do what do what could, what is it? Go, uh, what's the only thing government's good at? Breaking things and killing people. That's it. And this is an instance of killing people and breaking things, and I agree with that. So so when I read it, I got that. But that's not the real interest I had. The the, the they've always tried to portray, almost from the beginning. Second Amendment people as kooks. That I'm, I'm used to that, and I'm used to the fact that they've gone after free speech. But now they're going after Catholics. That's what got me interested in that. Yes. And I said, so that so if you're in one of the First Amendments, the first two amendments, they're coming after you. Yeah. Um, and I was not able to have time to get in too much of the Catholic, but they have, the the, uh, the agency set this up, not only for white supremacists, but for, it was specific about anti-abortion groups that they were dangerous to America. And and not only that, I mean, like, again, it's not just anti-abortion, it's it's religious groups. And um, so whenever you talk about the Catholic thing, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm jumping in. Right. <laughs> do we have time for that? Well, I mean, we can always do it again. No. But the answer is I, I, I insist. Yeah. Because, because the point that I'm trying to make is they're right. It, it was easy to target Muslims at the time they were targeting them because they just crashed planes into buildings. Yeah, we get that. And I, 
I, and I, I agree that it would be okay to find out, to just be quiet, make yourself a, a passive, passive, you know, a peaceful one and find out who it is that's doing it. Right. But don't go out there and egg it on. Don't yep. make, don't get a mil, don't make somebody that's not Muslim militant when they're not. Exactly. And, but I mean, like in, and so what's going with the, can I just go into like yeah. what's going on with the traffic, the Catholic stuff? So, um, recently, uh, I guess it was a few months ago at this point, um, the, it was discovered that, um, the FBI field office in Richmond, um, had sent out a, a document that was saying, um, that they were concerned about, um, radical traditional Catholics, uh, being extremists. And um, the radical document, traditional. yes, radical traditional, and it's funny because I'm almost certain one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, his name is Matt Frad. Um, he does Catholic stuff, and he, I think that he calls himself a rad trad because it's just like kind of funny, but like he, right. yeah, radical traditional, no, yeah, yeah, pints with Aquinas, right? yeah, pints with Aquinas. Um, so the document was, it came out January 23rd, 2023. Um, it was, it was entitled "Interest of Radically." Or uh, what is it? Ethically, ethnically motivated violent extremist in radical traditional Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. And so you're you're thinking about what the opportunities are. What do you mean by like these? Yeah. So um, what they're saying is that uh, there are certain Catholic Americans that are theologically distinct from other Catholic Americans somehow. Um, and that, uh, they, they somehow, even though there's no proof of this, like they don't have any kind of instances, they don't have like, uh, extreme, like criminal, like, uh, activity that's showing any of this, but they're saying that, um, their beliefs might lead to violence. Okay. And, um, and they they relied on, and I, I sent this to y'all yesterday, but the Southern Poverty Law Center, I looked up, uh, I found the two things on it. Um, Southern Poverty Law Center had written about some um, some Catholic extremists who do express anti-Semitism apparently, um, and it, and that's obviously not something that Catholics think at all. So that would be just random groups of them. But the the issue with this that's somebody just using the name Catholic, but it's not exactly. And they, yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because. The, this plan um, from the FBI was to um, engage in outreach to uh, the Catholic community, like as in all the Catholic community, as in going to Catholic churches and reaching out to the leaders there and basically having them spy on the parishioners and um, and report back to the FBI about potential um radical extreme traditionalists um you remember years ago they targeted mel gibson's father they said he was anti-semitic and i don't know what was said mm. but they claimed he was anti-semitic because um they attended latin mass i think it was holy family catholic church out mm -hmm. in california and they and they still practice that pre-vatican ii uh, you know, Latin right mass. And so that's where this all comes from is, um, is they've, they've tried to make, um, 
that group of radical traditionalists distinct enough? Okay, but first of all, you're, you're still targeting all the Catholic Church. You're wanting to infiltrate and spy on the entire Catholic Church is what this document said. And it was not just Richmond. It was it went out across the country. And um, it's interesting because uh, the FBI director tried to discredit it and say, no, this is just one single field office. I don't know what was up with them, but don't pay attention to that. Don't look that way. But it turns out in the um, in the document, it said that they were relying on contacts in Portland and L.A. And so it was like, no, this was this was other uh, field offices that were coming to uh, together in this. And um, and it's funny because the, again, the way that they define these radical traditionalists are um, those who have um, a disdain for popes elected after the Second Vatican, frequent adherence to um, anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBT, um, and white supremacist ideology, and um, and a devotion to the Latin Mass. Like, and then they say it's not just like a casual devotion; it's like they're really devoted. And it's funny because um, other than the anti-Semitics, I'm actually very pro-Israel, but uh, other than that, and the anti-immigrant, um, I am I would be seen as anti-LGBTQ because I. Uh, I do think that's a sin. Uh, actually, no, I don't think that's a sin. Or According to the Bible, the, that's a sin. The acts, mm-hmm. not the people. Yeah, exactly. I mean. um, I'm not white supremacist, but it's interesting because it's like, how do you dis- how do you distinguish that? I mean, like, like what what constitutes white supremacist? Your group? Well, they'll define you as you're one. Yeah. You know your why? skin color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you come to work every day. Yeah, and, and I mean, like that's yeah. They use math. But and, <laughs> I mean, and the, and the thing too is that I. Um, you're successful. No, I don't. Uh, like, I, I know I don't say the things that people who are pro BLM and stuff say. Like, I and you have that they they decided. Well, you're inherently racist. You don't realize you are, and so I would I would probably fall a lot within that. And it's funny because whenever I look up things online, I'm actually looking up a lot of things in those categories. I'm actually very interested in what's going on with the Pope right now. I recently looked into Vatican II. Um, I've I've watched a lot of videos on concerns about gay marriage in churches in general um and i i'm i really want to go to a latin mass um because i've heard about how beautiful it is and i do understand why the pope i was it's finally explained to me the why the pope is kind of breaking away from the latin mass but it's not because they're white supremacists who love it it's because there's a concern about what it like whether it's having an effect on um the church fully in into two but um and in the the funny thing too it was uh they ex- embraced extremely conservative social ideals with respect to women it's like that's me <laughs> so um yeah i was uh, just going through it it was it was insane to think about like that's what they're looking for now this this internal memo or letter it says that they want to infiltrate the church right mm-hmm. and and that's in the same way well like at first they infiltrate is that right yes well first they turn someone that their preference is to turn someone who's already there. Okay. Either casually or not. So you infiltrate first. Right. Yes. Or they try to, if you have immigration problems, hey, we might be able to help you with that. But you got to work for us. Okay. So I just want to make sure I got this. So that Richmond paper, the paper, it, was, mm-hmm. was, it wasn't just Richmond that they said it was. Mm-hmm. They said we're, we're infiltrating the Catholic Church and these, these are our reasons. Mm-hmm. All right. So what happens? 
Um, well, okay, like what what happens with the, with the document? I mean, or does, does anything happen from this, or does actually get caught? So it comes out. Yeah. So some. Uh, I think that what happened is they they spread it around other field offices, um, and somebody leaked it, and so. Uh, the House of Representatives started doing investigations on it, but it was interesting because they were told to produce this document and they produced it with a hell of a lot of redactions. So um, it, it was to the point of we, you couldn't really tell what was going on specifically because they redacted it so much. Um, so I know that they were having hearings over everything, and, and that included whenever I talked about the FBI director saying it was isolated. Apparently he said some things that um that were contradictory to what we know and so it's interesting to think about it because um whenever we look at like what happened with patcon and and that's known too like that's these these aren't these aren't just like the patcon is not theory mm -mm. it's out there right yeah yes yeah it's, it's now the the way they obfuscated the fbi they say oh well that happened long ago I'm not, I don't, I think it, why, why would it stop? Mm -hmm. It hasn't so, stopped since the forties. And, um, and what's interesting is that it, Catholics are, um, we're, we're not allowed to be socialist. We are not allowed to go against, um, against what we know is true in the Bible, obviously. And like I know that it's other Christian groups too, but they're not just targeting right. Catholics. And that's, that's, I think that's a big concern too. Is that Catholics not, put it in, in, in out there that they're anti-Catholic. Very that's clear. Right. You have to be confessed if you did it. Very clear. And you, you have people in the church right now who are pissed off because the Pope hasn't clearly said no gay marriage. And so like, that's something where it's like people in the church are actively up, like having an uproar about that whenever nowadays it's like it's it's horrible to say that if you're just but but I, but I want to make sure about this because I, I, it's leading to this kid that we that i read that's yes what, that's what got me into mm -hmm. this and and so it, it's not that they're just going in there and infiltrating these people because it would probably just cause them to become catholic mm -hmm. if all they did was go to what i've seen at churches at the catholic church mm -hmm. their whole idea is love christ Love your neighbor. Yes, yeah. and communions are very important. We expect you to have no sin that's unconfessed, that's mortal. You got to do that before you take it. So you, but you, I think if you infiltrated it, you'd find that there's nothing there except price. It's beautiful, yes. Right. So, but that's not enough for the federal government. That's what I'm trying to make the point of. Today. Yeah. They got to do something to make to normal people do something bad. And so that's right. when you, and again, that's when you get to the story about the 15 year old. Okay, now we threw with that memo over there. That's because that was significant. Yeah, well, it's something that's interesting about the memo is that it did it cited uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center about the race, the groups that it went after, and it which is the CIA kind of. Yeah, so it's funny because there was there didn't seem to be any like facts showing this should actually be be a concern. It was really just like, oh, they they think that women should have more traditional roles in the family, and they're against abortion. Did the memo um, say what the FBI? agents were to do once they infiltrated? Uh, it was basically that it, it presented an opportunity for them to um, sensitize congregants to warning side of, signs of radicalists and then enlist their assistance to um, to tap, tap wire whatever uh, suspicious activity. And so, no, it didn't go into like that specific So they the all issue. admit that it's PatCon, but that's what it is. Yeah, but in the, and I think the issue too is that a lot of it was redacted. And okay. so we, it's really kind of hard to tell exactly what their plan was from there. 
But I mean, that's, it, it sounds like exactly like a PACCON operation. Well, we're, we we're, know about the PACCON operation for Muslim, right? Yeah. Right. So why wouldn't they do it for Catholic? Yeah. And, and what's interesting, just real quick about the Southern Poverty Law Center, is they cited that group as this is proof that there are these extremist groups. And so I, I looked at them. So I, lo- I found an article from 2007 from the Southern Poverty Law Group, and then I found one from 2021. And both of them discussed these groups. And so I went through the 2007 groups and compared them to the 2021 groups to see whether there's been a shift, whether there's been an increase, like whether there's something to be concerned about. And it's funny because they didn't list the majority of the groups that were listed in 2007. uh, So, um, Oh, I get you. Yeah. So it actually went down. So we got two new groups in 2021 and then let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven groups stayed. And then the rest of the groups, they don't even talk about it. So that's like one, two, three, four, five ish that disappeared. Well, so what, what the point you're making is that it's not a growing, it was not a grow. There's, exactly. no, there's no trend that it grew from one period to another. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That's the, that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Anyway. So that, that was interesting that it was just straight up. We want to spy on these people and we don't have any proof of why, but we just want to do it. Okay. So, so again, if I thought there were some type of suspicious, someone was about to blow up something, I have no problem infiltrating it and seeing this is what they did, but you don't have anything to do with the crime itself. But okay. also... Let me, you, let, me, let me finish if you don't mind, because I want to say this, if you don't mind, that that when I saw this happen to this kid that she's about to talk to, and then I saw the memo in Richmond, what you've now described happened in Oklahoma City, happened with Whitmer later, happened long before that started in the 50s, you would expect the memo to just say, infiltrate it it would not say instigate mm-hmm. so just because it doesn't say that in that richmond article or whatever you call that from what we can tell from, mm-hmm. it doesn't I, we, yeah what's well, not redacted yeah. what's well, not redacted i see okay and i get now i get the redacted part now what were you gonna say Glenn? i'm sorry well the other thing is you have to realize that the the way it works is you know southern poverty law center all these groups that are watchdog now southern poverty law center may have started out as its stated mission but the cia basically has taken it over along with a lot of other groups not the military industrial complex what is it the censorship industrial complex and they're part of that they're they're very much southern poverty law center right now is just horrible um they just make stuff up so, you know, when you say Southern Poverty oh, Law yeah. Center in this context, we have to remember they're not the group that started out that we remember. They're now that's trying to help people who are being oppressed legally. They are the enemy now. The basically the way you put it is that the FBI controlled. And so the FBI has the Southern Poverty Law Center say something bad about the Catholic Church, then they use that, hey, we got a source. And then, source. They, then they report that on television. The Southern Poverty Law Center, the Watchdog right. Group. Okay. So, Sarah, back to you. Yeah. So, okay, we're looking at, uh, whenever you were going off about this started happening in the 50s, then it jumps up to the 90s, then it jumps up to... Um, Today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this happened this year. So, there was um, a Catholic family that... Uh, included a 15-year-old son who um, they were 
uh, they're apparently traditionalist Catholics. Um, and it, again, it's harder to find what the heck they mean by that because we all fit into a lot of that, uh, except for like obviously anti-Semitic stuff. But um, so you have this 15 year old boy. He's an altar boy. He is a volunteer firefighter. Um, and he, uh, his grandmother fell ill. So, and he's homeschooled too, which I've, I bet they hate that part. That's not good to be homeschooled. No, How dare you not they go can't, can't to our government schools. So, um, his grandmother falls ill and the family needed somebody to kind of help take care of her. So in the middle of his homeschooling duties, he also stays with his grandmother. Um, to take care of her. And so uh, what happens is the family gives him a phone because he needs one um, in order to communicate with them about what's going on with the grandmother, like if anything happens. Yes. So he has a phone, and from there, as a teenager, you're going to get on to different websites. And that's what he starts to do. Um, Basically, he ends up on some kind of um, website where... Like, I guess the FBI is looking to, I guess, uh, talk to people. Like, it's it's something that you communicate, social media that you communicate on. Um, it was a chat group, and um, the there's an FBI agent that goaded him into um, taking pictures of himself with the ski mask on and yes in public places and um i guess either posting reposting whatever um extremist memes even though i'm not really sure what those extremist memes are um so they they talked about uh the fbi agent would talk, make him talk about guns and the parents said that yes he has used guns but they go to shooting ranges because they hunt um and and then they uh he he po- they got him to post pictures of the guns and so it was basically who um this FBI agent was not just watching this boy do it himself they were contacting him saying like oh it'd be cool if you did this or like oh show us pictures of your guns like and stuff like that and you have to think about this too he's a minor he's 15 years old this kid is like you're stupid whenever you're that age you're just gonna go along with certain things. Fifteen-year-old look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's that's a big problem too. Like, I, I have my own story about that, but uh, about being a minor and not realizing that you're not like until you're an adult, you don't realize that you weren't talking to minors right. whenever you were on the computer. Right. Um, and so, uh, that was basically the parents were saying, um, like we don't agree with that behavior, but he was going through a really rough time and he found these friends online who were uh, encouraging him, unfortunately, in the wrong type of way. So what happens is, um, again, earlier this year, uh, they finally, the FBI had enough and they decided to... He quit posting. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what it was, yes. So that's what... He's about to do something, That's what it was, yes, because they were like, oh, we're concerned that he's actually carrying it out now. And so, yeah, whenever you talked about your friend, you were like, they might try to arrest you if you leave the group yeah. um if you quit posting then this like watch out so um the family was dragged out of their home at gunpoint and locked into a van like handcuffed and locked into a van um all of them and the boy ended up being hospitalized on mental health pretenses 
Um, so they charged him with. I that. Yes. Yeah. So they. <laughs> I they. That. But I got a seventy-two-hour hold on him. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, what could you do in seventy-two hours? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, they, um, yeah, like they, they went after the, they went after the boy on, um, federal charges and basically drug the family through court for quite a while. The, the family spent $20,000 on legal expenses. Um, and yeah, um, Anyway, but they, I think he ended up just getting a misdemeanor or something like that. But even them. then, no, huh? I thought that he, I thought I saw a misdemeanor. Maybe it was another case that they had, they had a misdemeanor. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I got rid of it. But it was still the fact that um, you have this amazing coincidence of January 23rd, 2023, a document from the FBI saying we have to find these Catholic extremists. And um, then you combine that with PatCon, what they did there. And the same year, um, you have them not only infiltrating these chat groups, but actually initiating that sort of um, behavior. And, 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 you know, when you go over it like this, if you're if you're not careful, it can sound like the kid did something even remotely wrong. Mm -hmm. But he did, he did not, and no. he would not have thought he was done mm -hmm. do anything wrong. He would never have thought to take a picture of his guns and show it to some friends on the internet, which he they're not, they're men. Mm -hmm. He would never have known that, never. And and the only reason he was targeted was because he was Catholic, and you know. And he didn't do anything that's illegal, Nothing. even if he did all those things they say. Right. Mm -hmm. But that, what I'm trying to say is we know it wasn't illegal, but he didn't even close to seeing it was. How you know? In other words, there's sometimes you go, well, that was a pretty stupid thing to do, Glenn. You know what I'm saying? I've done it. I've done something stupid, said something to a cop or something. Mm -hmm. He could have beat me up, and then you go, that James, that you kind of. Was you being a jerk with a man with a gun? Yeah, or, you know, resisting arrest, you know. <laughs> Whatever that means. But, I mean, like, that's the thing is that the, the parents were not pleased with what he was doing online. Like, they didn't want to like, go online at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just like, well, we don't, like, and, and again, like, that's kind of, like, weird behavior and something that needs to be addressed. But, again, he stopped. Like, he stopped himself. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, again, the, the – the FBI was the one that got rid of everything because they realized, oh, there's not a grand scheme. But it's still the fact that they are trying to initiate that. And right. you've seen it where they've been able to successfully take these groups of people who are like, we hate the Romans and turn it into, let's go kidnap somebody. Let's kill the Romans. Yeah, exactly. Let's kill them. Um, yeah. Yeah, and this is a pattern that's been going on since the 40s after World War II. Yeah. Okay, so I want to tie – are you done? I, don't, I do not want to cut it off if you got more. Um, yeah, like I've uh, – it's just shocking. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm really so, done with so that. Okay, so I'm going with anyway. this. I know that I get laughed at for my anti-communism stance. But this is what communists do. They definitely want to shut up any type of, of somebody that would disagree with them. And when you're when part of your your doctrines is that being a communist is a, a sin, they can't tolerate mm -hmm. Catholics. But this is the point I'm going to make is I do – no. I think it, it, you would be a conspiracy theorist to say the FBI did not instigate the Whitmer attempted kidnapping. 
Well, we know that. Mm -hmm. We know that. You would be you would be turning a blind eye if you don't think that there were hundreds of FBI people in J six. We right. know they do that. And they can't confirm or deny how many. And people were killed that day. They don't care. And I do believe that there's a lot of evidence that Glenn pointed out today that they were willing to kill hundreds of people, including children, to get done what they wanted to get done. And they, there's significant evidence they knew beforehand what was going to happen. So I believe that this little thing with this Catholic boy is just the tip of the iceberg of what they're doing inside that Catholic I mean, you think about it, it's the very, they just issued that memo. You already have that happening with just a 15-year-old boy. Um, and it's just so, it's so frustrating to think about because um, as a as a member of the Catholic Church, it's it's very vulnerable because you do go confess your sins, and uh, and I do know that priests take that very seriously, or like at least our priest does, which is really nice to know. Um, but yeah, that you you literally get um, what is it uh, discommunicated or whatever from the church uh, if you are a priest that's and you excommunicate. That's what it is. Thank you. I'm really bad at words. Uh, I do not have a that's, that's part of my. That's part of the James perspective. You don't have lithonomy. If, if you don't, you don't screw up the words, you're not invited. So, That's the uh, only reason we haven't been in for free. <laughs> so anyway, um, but you get excommunicated from the church. The only way that you can get back in is if the Pope writes you a letter, or like writes a letter to get you wow. back in. So it's very serious if you disclose um, what is discussed in confession because priests are mandatory reporters. And so that's why there's like a, a big confidentiality issue is you need to be able to confess your sin like from a faith perspective that's required um well, louisiana protects it yeah and that's right. you and yeah all states do or no well some more than others all right but th let me just say like, this okay go ahead oh yeah, yeah no, no, no i was just gonna i was just gonna wrap that up is that it's vulnerable because we have our um our issues our flaws our sins that we're trying to get away from and you have to like you rely on each other to work through that and then get away from that and so if you're trying to fix yourself um it's it, it would have a detrimental effect to know that the fbi is getting into that and, and getting into your mind about what your flaws are what you're trying to escape from it's it's perfect if you're trying to take down people right and, and let me ask you this because when i was reading that I mean, I'm absolutely confident that they are trying to put infiltrate Catholic Church. For and 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 I thought at first infiltrate, but then I found out that from from dot com or whatever this is, patcom patcom. It's patcom. Anyway, would they do this? Uh, forgive me, Father. I've sinned. It's been 12 years since my last confession. I'm going to go blow up the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. Would they do that and then say that priest didn't tell? Therefore, he's part of the conspiracy. We're gonna arrest that. I don't think you can do that. Like that's. Uh, but you wait, wait. You said I'm going to go do it. That's not a past sin. I know. So that's an issue. And if he doesn't turn him in, he goes, "Oh look, Sarah. Sarah, let's suppose Sarah does that. Sarah." We need to talk. You know, it's interesting because I haven't looked. I, I I remember looking into it previously, but I can't remember what I found on that because it's not a past sin, which is what confession is about. Um, 
Um, I, I, I can't remember what the answer to that would be. But, as far I, I, as, but, I, I, but you're just saying if you said it and he didn't get a report. My understanding is that confession is it. You can't say it. Mm -hmm. Well, let's put it this way. That's why we went over the, 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 the Guy Fawkes thing because that was what they did. They confessed something in the future. Mm -hmm. And they said, I'll, you know what? This is, I'm not the guy to stop it. You know, I don't know. Would they do that? That's the question. I don't know. But they. But here's the thing we, we go on and on about is this. We know that they've already done it with free speech groups saying that we're hate groups by free speech. They're trying to stop that. And, and they're using the, what kind of complex is it? The censorship industrial complex, James. Right back in the middle, that's Media Matters and, and the SPQR or whatever they are. That's, that's wrong. There's, there's, there's hundreds of these cutouts. Okay. So they went after free speech. They, they've gone after guns. Mm -hmm. And they've they're even really gone after the right to make a living because that makes you uh, yeah, lawfare. a system, systemic racist. But now they're going after religion. And I want to know, are they biting off more they could chew? Because I really do believe that there's a benefit of, of, of the, the, the people who are lukewarm or leaving the church somewhat. But there's a devoutness that I haven't seen in a long time at all the churches that I, that I know of. I'm keeping up with three, four. And there's a devoutness that is huge. Well, it's, it's interesting because you think about... Well, that makes you uh, a terrorist. Yeah, but you think about... it's. And, and as a Christian, this is something that's been interesting. Because, like, this is why I really don't care about politics anymore. Um, as as a Christian, you have faith in God that, um, and we actually went through this in RCIA yesterday. Um, God allows evil. He doesn't will evil, but he allows evil. And sometimes, like, and, and I guess often that evil leads to some kind of good that we can't tell. And so, um, ultimately everything's in God's hands and, um, you know, if you, if you yourself suffer, that's actually good, which is weird. Like, I know it's hard to explain that, but you're, you are, you're, you're, uh, going through like some sacrifice, like uh, sacrifices that God, uh, Jesus also went through while he was on earth. And so there's a, a, um, a deeper connection between you and Christ whenever you do suffer in certain ways. And it's hard to, again, like, it's hard to explain that to people who don't understand, like, who haven't actually like really looked into it because at first I was like, that's sounds crazy. Um, but that's the same thing whenever it comes to the FBI coming to infiltrate the Catholic church. It's like, even if I do suffer from this somehow, like, uh, I trust God to the point of, I know that it's going to be okay. Like, and, and so, um, I think that we have a strong unity with each other and we see Christ as the authoritative figure as well. And it's not the FBI that we're scared of. We need to be more fearful of God and make well, sure that's on that path. Perhaps you need to know this as though you have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Because, because you don't want to be stupid again, about it. If, you're, if it, it is the same people who tried to cap, kidnap or who created that with kidnapping of Whitner, the same people that blew up a building with children in it, the same people who kill people in J6 and started that mess. That's the same people trying to infiltrate Sarah's church. Mm -hmm. And you need to be aware of it. 
and stop it dead in its tracks. And, and again, I, I think that even for, for people who aren't Catholic who say this doesn't pertain to me, they're, they're coming after Christians. You think about the, these are Christian values. First Muslims, now they're coming after Christians. Yeah, it wouldn't stop here. Um, and, and again, with the Muslims, okay, I don't, I'm not trying to justify it at all. I don't think that that's okay. It actually really pissed me off at what they did. But with the Muslims, there was a, an attack. Although they did the Muslim thing. There was another Muslim thing that was 10 years after, right? Dang it, never mind. Yeah. Well, you know, I, again, if they Once have, you start, you don't back off. Yeah. I, I, you know, we've run, we run out of time, but I just have to say this. I don't have a problem with the fact that they there's a buzz, that there's some terrorist activity. And to get somebody to infiltrate it just as an observer. I, I don't either. And it wouldn't bother me if they did it at the Catholic Church if they did, if they really thought if they had some evidence, but they didn't have any evidence that kid was doing anything wrong. They created that. That's the difference. That is, and I don't. In, in what you told about McVeigh, he didn't have any tendency to do that from what anybody could tell. Nobody heard him want to blow stuff up. They did that. They're the ones putting it in their heads. So when they went, I I would be all for. There's they're blowing up airports and they're blowing up schools or whatever. They're yeah. blowing up they're blowing up gay bars in Florida. I don't want them to do that. Yeah. I don't want them to do that. You can infiltrate that if the, if you can't get anybody to rat them out. Right. That's okay. But you can't go in there and say, hey, you know, Allah thinks we should go over there and, and blow up a, a, a gay bar and I got some bombs. And they say, then the the Muslims say, wait, no, no, he doesn't say that. And they say, no, he does. And they just keep going back and forth, and they wear them down over time. And I got some bombs. Here's some bombs. That's what that's the people trying to infiltrate Sarah's church. And I agree, it's the it's Christianity. It's going to be Catholic first. That's the hard. And part. why are they starting with Catholics? They're starting with Catholics because there is a you know when I hear other Protestants bag Catholics right because of the Mary thing or whatever they want to use. That that makes me think, well, yeah, you go after the Catholics, you know, if mm. the Protestants. So they're going starting there, but they're coming for all of us, y'all. And, and again, it's these, like they're saying that we are um, white supremacists based on um, like common, like common Christian faith, which is like anti-abortion, anti-LGBT, um, normal gender roles. We don't want kids to transition. We want family, like we're family oriented. It's all these things. So anyway, it's- We don't um, think white men are, are the problem. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's interesting. And I think the last thing that I, I would just like to say about this, because it was comical, was um, one of the things that the FBI director said is that uh, the FBI is committed to uphold the- um, the constitutional rights of all Americans, and uh, that was just laughable to think about. Like we know, we know, like definite things that the FBI has done. These aren't conspiracies. This is like actual stuff that y'all have done against American citizens and against our constitutional rights. And now they are attacking this like free speech and religion and the Second Amendment. And it's just like okay. And this week, okay. we are, and this week, we, well, we're gonna it's gonna be on Monday, but on Monday we're gonna talk about the attack on property rights. Mm -hmm. They are attacking every constitutional right, and they're getting around it with equity. That's mm -hmm. why I want to read your book on remedy. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, I need yeah. to give that to you. Yeah. The, 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 that's what's going on here. It's, it's, it, it's frightening. It's frightening oh, yeah. that, they're, that they're willing to do this. But again, I'm just going to, I understand. Yeah. There's no fear. I'm going, to, I'm going to a charismatic yeah. church, but I'm not charismatic because after the, they said, okay, we'll voluntarily shut down for two weeks because you said you want to flatten the curve. That third week, they were back open. No mm-hmm. fear. Yep. I go to a no fear church. That's why I'm there. So I'm not, when I say fearful, I want to say that it's concerning. I think that we need to be on prayer about it. We need to be alert to it, though. We need to be alert to it. But what I will say to our audience right now, if you think about this, now we know how it works, right? We've exposed the, the censorship industrial complex has been exposed. So when you see these things that used to tri- like make us think, oh, yeah, that's true, you all, you're taking all of that and saying, no, nah, I don't think I can believe that. And that belief is what they're trying to get us with. They're trying to have you hear one headline that said, according to the watchdog group, whenever you hear that, that's bullcrap. That's Stalinism. Right. So don't listen to that. And James, you've said often that you look at a headline, you start reading the first couple and go, wait a minute. You go to the last one and say, oh, he died because of COVID, yet he was 450 pounds, <laughs> had a heart condition, and, and four tumors. You know, you but it, it was COVID. Second, I got to correct you on that. It's the second to last paragraph. Uh, Everybody will jump down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. They never read the second they, to yeah. last before the conclusion is mm-hmm. what Correct. Correct. Look, it, listen, it was a good podcast. I, I, it, it, we, had to, we had to work through the Oklahoma City bombing. That's why I included it, because I wanted it made clear that that's the people that are trying to infiltrate Sarah's church. Yeah. That's that's the that's people. The same people. The same people went after Whitmer. And I would say this, that it would completely, a whole. I think our whole generation would not be able to stand it if it were not for PJ's coffee. But that's what calms well, you down. That's what calms you down. Calms you down. <laughs> it gives you clarity. It gives you incredible freedom, ladies and gentlemen. I'll just say that. But it, it'll go up like four or five fold if you go to the Houghton PJs and experience the environment there with the delicious coffee, the wonderful boosted tea, the all-natural Red Bull, of course, Zap chips, and delicious, delicious pastries and breakfast and lunch sandwiches. Sounds great. We will be back Monday with that podcast I was telling you about. We're going to talk about a huge attack on property rights, and we hope the Supreme Court ultimately does it's the right jarring, thing. And we hope, yeah, it's jarring, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, you guys, both of you, for preparing. I think it was enlightening. Yes. Thank you for listeners. I hope that we did better on our mag discipline today, but please let us know. If we <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye.